Grace to you and peace from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. I want to start with a story from Anne Lamont. This is from her book, Grace Eventually. So Anne Lamont was driving along the road one day and she passed a carpet store. And she saw a roll of green carpet leaning up against the wall. When she saw it, she knew it was perfect for her Sunday school room. So she went in the store and she bought this roll of carpet for $50. She took it straight to the church, she rolled it out in the Sunday school room, and she discovered that in the middle there was a large, moldy spot. So she asked one of the other teachers to take it back to the carpet store and get her money. But when Ann talked to this teacher, she said when she got to the carpet store, the owner said he didn't have $50 on hand and she'd have to come back later to get a refund. So Ann Lamont went back to the carpet store the next day. But then the owner said, you know, someone else came in earlier and I already paid them the money. When she asked her teachers, it turned out actually no one had gotten the money from the carpet guy. So Anne went back again, and the owner showed her a receipt for a $50 refund. They got into a heated argument, and they had what my mother used to call words. <laughs> then Anne Lamont got reinforcements, so she sent her boyfriend, who is big and intimidating, but he had the same results as everyone else. So Anne Lamont went back again and had another argument, and finally the owner wrote her a check for $50. Feeling triumphant, feeling justified, feeling as if finally something good had happened in the world, she went to the bank and the teller told her, you know what this is going to say, the check bounced insufficient funds. Now, at this point in the story, in 2017, what do you think would happen? Well, Anne Lamont could get a lawyer. She could write on Facebook how horrible the carpet guy is. She could organize a march in front of his store. She could get the community to shun him, to boycott him. She could get the Archbishop of Canterbury to denounce him. She could get all the carpet stores in the area to exclude him from their club. She could come to VTS and get the Bible students to look up all the biblical passages about carpet guys <laughs> and then tell him if he didn't repent, he would rot in hell. Or she could do the Episcopal thing. She could ignore him. <laughs> and that's what we call tolerance because we tolerate people when we write them out of our lives and write them out of our minds. Today, Jesus cancels all those options. The only sign is the sign of Jonah. We are not called to be above the world. We're not called to have our scorecards of who is right, who is wrong. We are called to get in the belly of the whale because it is our self-righteousness that must be put to death.
To be resurrected, we have to get under water. We have to go into the dark depths. We have to go into the place where we can no longer map the world, where all we have is the love of Jesus. My brothers and sisters, I believe with all my heart that this is the moment for the church. Because in a world riddled with division, the only way forward is to go deeper. Like Jonah, our job is not to tell God who is righteous and who is not righteous. Our business is to ask God to kill off our ego so that when we are raised, we can be used as as instruments of God's resurrection and reconciliation. This doesn't mean we stop taking stands. It doesn't mean that marches are bad. It doesn't mean that we become wishy-washy. It means that we no longer close our hearts to anyone. It means the change we seek always begins with us and not those people. It means it's a sin to ask God to destroy the Ninevites, however we define them. Because it's one thing to simply throw rocks at them, and it's another thing to say, I am willing to get in the belly of the whale until God spits me up on the other shore and uses me for God's work. Decades ago, I remember how angry white liberals got at Will Campbell because he would go and eat and talk with the KKK. And he said, I'm Will Campbell. I am pro-Klansman because I'm pro-human being. There's nothing he said in scripture that says, visit the sick only if they're morally sound. Back to Anne Lamont. She writes, I sat outside the bank for a while. Look, I said to God, it's up to you, pal. And then I sat in the sun and I started to laugh. I felt deep down inside I had gotten it, a kind of miracle. I stopped hating myself. Yes, the carpet guy had cheated me, she writes, but he was also an innocent bystander in a very old story. He was the ledger inside of me of every time I had gotten humiliated and stiffed. Well, she says, I said to God, the eagle has landed. Now what am I supposed to do? After a few minutes, I knew. I went to Safeway and bought a bouquet of daisies for the carpet man. I wrote him a note. Here is your check back. I'm sorry for the way I behaved. Anne. The carpet store was locked, she writes. 
I tied the daisies to the doorknob and dropped the check in my note in the mail slot. I called a carpet store from my kitchen at five o'clock. Hi, I said. I'm Anne Lamont. I got your letter, the carpet man said. That was a decent thing. This is the best part. And just as I began to savor his words, he added, but you behaved badly. <laughs> it started up in me again. <laughs> but she writes, it didn't take over because something got there first. You want to know how big God's love is, she writes, the answer is, it's bigger than we are comfortable with. This is the mystery of getting in the belly of the whale. The mystery of our calling to leave our shore of self-righteousness and go into the deep dark so that God can open our hearts to speak the words that must be spoken if our land is ever to be healed and whole. Like Anne Lamont, each of us has a ledger. And I confess, I am sick and tired of political figures taking up so much space on my ledger. But my better angel reminds me that like Jonah, it's a sin to pray for anyone's downfall. So I confess to you, I am trying to get in the water. I am trying to let the whale swallow me and take me where I don't want to go, but where I need to be so that I might be transformed and God might use me for healing. My brothers and sisters, we have been invited to a holy Lent. So let's don't lose sight of our task. This is not about chocolate. This is not about any spiritual Olympics. This is about resurrection the resurrection of the world which begins with us. You want to know how big God's love is? The answer is, it's bigger than we're comfortable with. But it's that love that will push us into the water and into the whale. Amen.